0: Hunter Chronicles podcast brought to you by Tacticam. Tacticam is by far the easiest way to begin filming your hunts. Whether it's a budget-friendly solo or the 4K 5.0, Tacticam has something for everyone. Uh, we're also working in conjunction this year with Spartan Forge. Spartan Forge uses military intelligence to uh, pinpoint deer movement and uh, their patterns, and they've got plenty of other features that are coming. Um, I've got to talk to bill about that uh, maybe even bring them back on here um, to talk about what they've got coming up uh, here towards the end of the month there's going to be a ton of other features um, added and um, the price is going to go up a little bit but uh, if you were to sign up now uh, that price is going to be locked in forever so it's going to be grandfathered in and uh, I've got to get with him so I can get you guys some better information on that but we're excited to see what uh, Spartan Forge has as far as you know patterning these deer. It's like the farmer's almanac on steroids that uses, you know, thumb in the air, average history. There's some other products out there that use kind of like that same mentality. Uh, but this is using data points from collar deer studies, trail cam photos, car deer accidents, uh, across all regions of, uh, areas where there's white tail. So you can check that out at Spartanforge.ai. Um, but that's a great program that we're working with this year. Um, this is going to be like a really odd podcast because this right here is what you're getting. I have always uh, listened to guys like Jason Samkowiak and I've heard uh, Kevin on the deer hunter podcast, do it a couple times where it's just him uh, talking and kind of answering questions or going over a topic. Um, Long story short, uh, one of our guests that we had on, we recorded a podcast all set to go. um, And much like the last one, um, I was able to get a little bit more information, uh, than he wanted to give out. So, um, that one's going to hold off for a couple of weeks, um, until, um, he can get everything out. Cause th- there's some things that they launched, uh, on the podcast, um, that they want to, um, have for the upcoming, uh, weeks on their platform. So, um, that left me with, uh, kind of scrambling. John is getting ready to go to the Florida Keys, and, uh, do some offshore fishing. If you follow along on our Instagram, you've seen him, um, getting ready for that. I mean, he's got a lot to do. I mean, for guys that take two and three weeks off at a time, um, you know, anybody that goes on vacation, know there's, there's some stuff that you need to shore up. And then when you're going for extended periods of time, uh, you know, that's what he's doing right now. So I was left with what am I going to do? So what I did is I, uh, put out some questions to our patrons and said, hey guys, what do you want to talk about? Um, so we're going to answer, I'm going to answer some questions from them um, this evening and uh, just kind of go over some of my thoughts. I've been thinking about doing that um, here now, I'm trying to figure out a way to talk about some of this stuff, but um, r- real quick, I want to go over uh, like our Patreon program. Um, Patreon's is a crowdfunding, uh, but what we're doing with it is creating a community so i mean patreons support the show um so john's going to to florida um, and he's going to do some fishing uh he needed a computer earlier this year my computer took a crap the one that i produce all the podcasts with Uh, i had to buy a different one um I repaired that other computer and now John's gonna have that down there to be uploading all of his video and all that stuff. So hopefully um we'll be getting some some pretty cool uh video uh with the tacticam fish eyes that they gave us and he's gonna be down there doing that. And um you know, John on here is a rather reserved kind of guy, but when you get him talking about things that he really enjoys and fishing is one of them, so I'm excited to see, I mean, I'm excited to see what, what he comes out with that, but it's the Patreons that allow us to do that, that allow us to get all this gear that I'm going to be talking about on this podcast, um, to, to check out. So, uh, basically it's, you know, there's a couple of different tiers. Now I added a second tier, um, you know, for some of the other things, but we do a whole bunch of giveaways. I'll get to those in a minute, but it's basically, I mean, it starts at, you know, five bucks a month 17 cents a day to help us um but uh, moreover you get to be part of this uh, community and answer these questions you know full access to everything that we're doing um and we can't thank them enough um shout out to our latest podcast podcast patreons uh, tim waters brian barnes and uh bob store and Bob's gone up to that $10 tier, so he's getting one of our the um, winter hats that I just had done up. I'm sending one of those out. And then Edwin Stinky uh, out in Iowa. That's the first guy from Iowa. Uh, I mean, he's been pretty active. I started up a uh, Marco Polo group um, for building that community, and uh, that's where I got these questions from. We've been bouncing uh, things off of each other. So if you're listening and you're one of the Patreons and you're saying, Wait a minute, I didn't get anything about that. I sent I sent out a link um, through Patreon uh, yesterday or this morning um, with uh, with that information on there. I think there's like 21 guys on there. Uh, but that's going to be really cool when we get into, um, you know, shed hunting, scouting, setups, uh, people trying to dial in their gear, uh, because we've got some serious killers, like guys that shouldn't even be listening to the things that I've got to say um, in the... In the Patreon. I mean, I'm I'm blown away by the support, Uh, but it doesn't hurt that we're doing some giveaways through Patreon. So, Tacticam is giving away for this quarter uh, 5.0 with the Turkey Reaper. Tacticam has said if you kill something or when you kill something on video um, and you win it, send it into Tacticam, and they'll edit it up and they'll put it on their social media for you. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty sweet. And then latitudes, um, uh, has given us a classic saddle. And, um, one of the things is like, what are you going to do with just a saddle? So, um, I've got a bunch of the XOP mini sticks. So I'm going to pair that with the artisan outdoor platform that I've been using a similar kit to the one that we gave away last year. This last year was the, the, um, trophy line setup and just so that it's not brand specific one way or the other uh, and I want to check them out myself we're going to pair that with some tethered ropes Um, and then with base map I mean we're big fans of base map I'm actually beta testing they're upgrading their offline maps right now Um, and so we're working with them um, on that, uh, we've got a code you can go online, use Chronicles, get 20% off. So it's $24 for the year for the entire country. Um, really great maps, tons and tons of layers. They've got fishing, um, they've got lake depths, they've got all that stuff, which is really important for us here in Michigan. Um, but they give away one of their pro packs and shirts and hats and, and all of that Spartan Forge, which we mentioned, uh, he's giving away a subscription and that's going to be you know, really awesome once we announce the, the, the new features of that. Um, and then the guys from Zinger Fletches, uh, you know, people are just coming out of the woodwork saying, we like what you're doing, let us help you out. So um, the guys from Zinger Fletches are giving away some a, a set of the Fletches, and those are the, the 3D uh, printed, um, kind of like a quick Fletch um super stable you can go on uh diy sportsman it's youtube he's got a thing breaking down everything that they do um you can check them out at uh, zinger fletchings just google it a lot of the tethered guys are using those um and you can check all of that out at uh, Bowhunter Chronicles Podcast, uh, dot com. click on the patreon link or go to patreon forward slash bowhunterchroniclespodcast.com but you know, you don't have to. One of the things with us is I'm trying um, through this podcast is to help as many people. Uh, it's one thing that keeps coming up is, you know, uh, my buddies that do podcasts and they say, you know, what's your why? Why are you doing this? And and I didn't really, couldn't really put my finger on it, but I think, you know, from the outset, we just wanted to inspire people, and I think that's kind of turned into empower people. Um, so. You know, through the the guests that we have on, and through um, our failures and our testing, and, and, and all the things that we do, um, to to you know, let let guys know that you know it's okay to shoot small bucks. It's okay to miss every single thing that you shoot at, like Frank. Um, you know, all of that is you know we just want to give back and and let people uh, get back to enjoying their time in the woods and want to pass that along to somebody else so that we can continue doing this um so and another thing is like we've been doing this for a bunch of years now and you know we're not affiliated with any bow companies um but we wanted to do a bow giveaway it just makes sense you know i mean a bow hunting podcast should be giving away if we're going to give away anything we should be setting somebody up with a bow so um we're giving away uh Awesome bow. Same bow I'm going to be hunting with this year, um, which is the Bowtech Carbon Zion. I've been shooting the Carbon Deploy, I mean, the last you know last three years or whatever when we were at ATA, we shot all the bows. There's some really awesome bows, but I'm cheap, and, I mean, dollar for dollar, that bow, the Carbon Icon, that Carbon Series is incredible. It's very difficult um, to beat for... You know, a carbon bow, um, you know, if you're following along with Ranch Ferry, he uh, he just put out a post about short axle-to-axle bows. Uh, the carbon Zion is a pretty small bow, um, shorter axle-to-axle. But for the price, carbon bow, the way that it shoots... The value of it is incredible, so um, that's what we chose to give away in conjunction with our local bow shop, um, Johnson's Great Outdoors in Montague. Uh, Mitch has been super helpful with us, but I mean, and this isn't like Bowtech telling me I got to say this. You know, we're coming out of pocket for these bows. I'm I'm buying my bow, and I'm buying one to give away. Um, HHA has given us uh, sight and a rest. It's a Tetra uh, single pin. I think it's the Tetra Max. It's it's the good one. I mean, it's not their, the the lower end one by any means. So um, it's an incredible package, and that we're going to be giving that away. Um, we'll do a live stream from Total Archery Challenge. That's something that we're doing this year. Um, but all you have to do is go to our website and just sign up for the email list, or go to Instagram. Uh, Click the link in our bio and click the bow giveaway and fill out the form. And that's it. And right now, I mean, as of right now, there's less than 100 people um, that are signed up for that. So your odds are really good. And I think like five of them are uh, one guy from our Patreon has just put in every email that he's ever had in his whole life. Um, And our Patreons are getting extra uh, entries for that as well. I mean, cause you know, they're the ones that support the show. They're the one that's driving this bus. So, um, you can go and check that out. Um, but just tell somebody about the podcast, tell somebody about what we're doing. Tell somebody like, look, these guys really suck at bow hunting and you know, you got to check them out There's, You know, they got a podcast and they're worse hunters than we are. Like, you know, maybe we should do this. And, and by all means, if you need any help with that, give me a call. Um, I'll, I'll help you out. Certainly. Um. But today's podcast, and I think rightly so, uh, I put out questions to our patrons and said, you know, what do you guys want to hear about? What questions do you have, or whatever? Um, and naturally, they weren't asking me about tactics. Um, they wanted to know about gear, and um, my opinions, and, and things like that, and uh, what saddles. And and you know, I've said it before. It seems like we're kind of saddle heavy, and I. I really, um, I like dealing with gear. Um, I like trying it out. I like being able to, to test it and see, uh, I'm in a place where, um, that's kind of all I spend my money on is, is hunting. I don't fish. Um, you know, I don't do a whole lot of other stuff, so everything is hunting. So that's where my extra money goes. And then having a podcast and a platform, um, you know, we get, Discounts or free stuff, so we get to try even more stuff. And I think that, um, you know, saddles are all the buzz, so that's where we're, you know, expending our energy, um, and do a lot of pack testing and, and stuff like that. And with all these saddles, which I'll get into in a minute, I, I, I've, we've got a ton of them laying around. And so, what we're going to start doing for the Patreons is, you know, sending them out. Uh, if you guys want to try them because you know, you can't, it's tough to get your hands on them. I know that there's going to be some tethered saddles in the, in some of the stores, at least around here in Michigan, as well as, uh, the latitude saddles are, are going to be in Michigan as well. Hold on. I'm sitting here with a glass of scotch and my throat's getting a little bit sore. <clears throat> so, um. But with all the gear talk, I think one of the things that's lost, and um, I've had this conversation with a a few people, um, both that do podcasts and things like that, and just people that are looking for information, is that I think we get like we romanticize the gear and we think that that's going to make us better hunters or that's going to make the difference. And I don't think that there's one piece of gear. Um, whether it's a heavy arrow, um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe a fixed blade broadhead, um, but a saddle or this stick or, or anything that's, that's made me a better hunter. I think, I think talking to all of these guys and the will to, to learn and the want to, to get better, um, has, has driven that bus. Um, uh, I'm sitting here looking at around my basement um, the last uh, three of the four bucks that I've killed in the last three years, and um, that's way more, a uh, much higher success rate than before I started the podcast. Um, and I think by trying to learn, by going out and and actually assessing the woods, deciding when not to hunt and just scout, or if it doesn't look right, you know, don't, set up on there I I was having a conversation with a guy um, and I think I think one of the main things is we put too much effort into into gear Um, you know we're spending all of our energy researching and looking and doing all the stuff now and it's you know here in Michigan it's you know single digit temperatures outside so you don't really want to go out there so it's easy to do that but we could spend just as much time looking at maps and trying to figure out where we wanted to go so that when that weather breaks, we can go out and scout and put the time in. And I think that's probably more valuable. Um, So, you know, as we go through our lives, you know, I feel like when I was younger, I had a lot more time than money. And as I get older, I have more money than I have time. And so we're trying to say, well, if I just spend my money, on this it's going to make it better it's going to make me better it's going to you know i see all these guys that are killing stuff with you know this gear or that gear um but i think really what the important part is is spending that time in the woods and learning the woods and getting out there and 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 failing um so you know for for guys that are starting out and this is just my opinion but i don't think it's it's lost is you know spending that that time learning about deer and woodsmanship and getting out there you know the if you go back to the first podcast that we had with uh jason campbell um way back when last you know 2018 sometime um if you listen to the podcast with andy may obviously warren womack you know these guys have notebooks upon notebooks of all of the hunts that they've been on the wind directions, deer sightings, um, so that they can go back and look at that stuff. You know, they're not saying, well, it was this piece of gear or whatever. So they, prior to all of that, put themselves in a situation to see these deer and maybe mess up on these deer. And, you know, everybody has failures, but they learned how to be, you know, great hunters or hunters have put themselves in these positions to kill these deer. And then they made the equipment adjustments. So, um, one of the questions that I had posed to me was like for a new guy starting out with uh, saddle hunting or, uh, for what sticks would you go with, uh, what saddle kit, whatever. And, um, I'll kind of put it in the same terms as I've, talking people about bows so there are two of our patreons right now one of them is is brian he's out i believe in maryland and posted a picture he's hunting with a uh, an old browning that he got from goodwill i think he said he missed five different deer with it but he's completely hooked and he's out there doing everything that he can to, to get on these deer with this old bow. And Ralph is in Oklahoma. He's shooting a similar Browning, you know, from way back when. And I think those guys, if they go to any bow from the, you know, 2010 to today, they could pick up a hundred dollar used bow at a garage sale if it was a if it was from that era, if it has you know, dual cams and it has 80% let off and the shock and the speed, it's going to be night and day different. It's going to be apples and oranges, um, you know, so different. It's going to seem like the best bow ever. You don't need the V three. Um, I think going from a climber or ground hunting or, you know, not being mobile to going to saddle hunting, And I think this is why so many people, whichever saddle they buy the first time and they have a good experience, they think it's the greatest saddle ever. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but online it makes it such a pissing contest is that it's such a different feeling. Like just get out there and get one and, and, and hunt and then figure out what you need, um, You know, because it's very personal. Everybody's body shapes are different. You know, there wouldn't be all these different saddles. There wouldn't be a million tree stands if they didn't fit people, they didn't work differently. So um, on that note, I think, you know, whatever your price point is or whatever you get into, um, you know, especially with sticks, um, you know, just use what you have available to you. And then kind of go from there and figure out what you like and what you don't like. And I think that's, you know, on the last podcast, you know, that's what Jason was telling me as I was saying, well, I just want to kill a bigger buck. I, these are the things that I want to do, how I want to do it. And he said, you know, that's just the evolution of a hunter. And I think that that's one of the things is I think we're we're trying to buy our way out of that learning curve, um, whether it's killing deer or figuring out gear. Uh, I think the gear is getting a little bit more expensive, but I think we're getting more and more to the to the marketing side of it. Um, with uh, saddles, um, and the specific question was, what would be a good saddle kit for someone just starting out? And I think that that's going to come down to budget um, and what you... I guess what you're what you're trying to get out of it. So just for reference, um the saddles that I have hunted from are the mantis, um in in this order. Mantis, the trophy line ambush pro and ambush light, a phantom, uh latitude classic, the trophy line covert was the last one that I the covert light was the last one that I Hunted out of. Um, I currently own still uh, the covert, the classic, and uh, both of the trophy line uh, ambushes. The uh, mantis was shipped all over the country um, to four or five different guys and ended up with one of our patrons, uh, now Justin in New York. Um, the ambush uh, light is currently with the Redneck Tech Podcast guys down in Georgia. Um, I currently have a cruiser xc that they sent me to check out i have that hawk that i did the video on and then i've got my brother's uh latitude method and i think that all of those saddles are you know some are similar um others um you know you could do better um there's there's things about every one of them i think that you can say is I like this or I like that better. Um, so it's going to be whatever is is different for you, you know, different body style, budget. Um, so personally, my opinion is, so if you were looking for a complete kit, you kind of only have, well, it's becoming more and more available. But, um, you know, Tethered started out to be the one-stop shop. So they said, okay, well, we want you to be able to buy everything from us and you don't have to search around and source it. Um, And they've done a very good job of that. Uh, Trophy Line followed right in their footsteps and they said, okay, um, we're going to do the exact same thing. So you could buy whatever you want. Um, I don't think, I mean, obviously if you're a Trophy Line guy, they make the best stuff ever and you're going to gravitate towards their stuff. Um, I'm excited to see Um, so this podcast will come out, um, on the 10th, the 11th, the BOGA podcast has a, uh, podcast and product launch much like we did with trophy line. And I think they're going to come out with uh, another platform. That's what the pictures are looking like anyways. I don't have any inside information on that, but it's not hard to put the pieces together. Um, so that might, might change things. Um, but it It all just depends on budget, I mean, I think by far, as far as the best budget saddle out there, and we're talking you know inexpensive uh but but full features is latitude classic that's my favorite saddle um now, what's so um uh, why would you not wanna buy that saddle um it's definitely following the footsteps of the tethered saddle. So it is a minimalist saddle, I'll call it. Um, so there's not a whole lot of material there. It's a small saddle. It's very compact. Um, next up in that budget category, I don't have any experience with the uh, the Cruiser S, um, but I would say that that saddle is, if it's anything like the XC, um as far as material and build quality uh it's going to be phenomenal but one of the things with cruiser is you have to pay for an upgraded uh, adjustable bridge um but those saddles are a little bit bigger there's more material i feel like the cruiser xc uh, is going to be super comfortable the covert light is a similar um shape i feel like when you're wearing it uh trophy lines are in my mind overbuilt and they're their straps, we talked about it with Sean, they're a little bit rigid, but I think that's not a very good um, adjective. I think one of the things about the trophy lines that I don't care for, uh, the material that they're made out of, while it is rigid, it's kind of rough. Um, and so it's not, you know, walking in, it's really stiff and kind of has like more, you know that you're wearing it, it's kind of kind of rubs. There's a lot of material there. The XC is big like that it has the same amount of material it fits the same you kind of sit into it rather than like on it or have it support you Uh, both super comfortable you know i don't really care for the trophy line bridge with the um the carabiner on there but i mean for 199 dollars for that saddle and it comes with two pouches i mean that's a great value and it's going to be a comfortable saddle and it's going to be really hard for somebody not to like it. I mean, down the road, you could upgrade the bridge, um, to like cruiser offers that, uh, upgraded bridge. But again, this conversation is getting super, super convoluted to say like, this is, this is what you need to buy. Um, I don't think, I think when you're looking at saddles, these are the things that I would be most concerned with is obviously what's your budget. And I think that that's why the Phantom doesn't really enter into my um, conversation. Uh, And also I have a a TX-5 on the way, and it's just waiting to be built, and I'm excited to see that. And one of the things that keeps showing up online is that you don't see those for sale. Um, So, you know, what's the, the mark of something, you know, great, is that you don't see another one for sale you know there nobody's selling them they get it they, they and that's what they're using so um that's pretty pretty cool but you know the one thing that i think edges out the phantom is just price you know and, and some of these are just you know you could $50 is is a lot when when ropes cost $50 or, or or things like that so that's where it's difficult but if i was looking at a saddle um for the first one for my first saddle i would say i would like adjustable bridge. Um, that would be, that would be number one would be, I want an adjustable bridge and people are going to ask about two panel saddles. Um, for me, it's a, it's a fiddle factor. So if you've never, um, used a saddle before, you may be okay with it because that'll be what you start with. That's what you know. Um, there's no, no fiddle factor, uh you know you're just you'll just be used to that coming from a tree stand it's there's gonna be you know tons of fiddle factor for for saddles and and setup and you know how they feel, but like I said for me, I would be looking at adjustable bridge um and then I would be looking at attachment points for your um sticks so you're gonna probably put some pouches on there and then you're gonna have to carry your sticks up somewhere so you want to see where there's molly, if it's up high, you know, if there's more than one row, um, you know, where are you going to attach, um, all of your, your other things. Um, and then price. I mean, those are, those are basically the features that I look for and I said, I'm not looking for whether I can remove the leg loops. Um, you know, they've kind of gotten away from what tether did with the micro fit adjusters and, I mean the covert has those, but um, I, don't, I think they're they're shaping the saddles a little bit better, so so you don't need that. But as far as like a complete kit, if I was going for like completely like a budget setup, uh, strictly because it comes with the pouches, I think that the covert light is probably the one of the best values. I mean they offer codes, um, so you could. You know, potentially get a saddle with an adjustable bridge, albeit one that has a carabiner, um, two pouches, you know, for less than $200, which is a a good deal. Now, if you wanted something that was 100% manufactured in the U.S., you'd be looking at, you know, on that budget saddle, the classic. um, Obviously, I've stated it's my favorite. They are coming out with a, a rope bridge. Uh, um, excuse me a rope belt so they're doing a metal free version um, which I think will make that just about perfect Um, I would like a lower set of um, molly attachments so that there's somewhere else to put my sticks because it gets kind of crowded being a a minimal saddle like that Um, but if you're looking for comfort you could look at some of the two panel saddles Um, but there's additional fiddle factor and that Cruiser XC is awesome. I'd stay away from the Hawk, um, you know, a straightaway budget, you know, if you can get a really good deal on a used uh, older trophy line, um, that's cool. I don't think that you'll have any issues, with it, but you're definitely going to want to upgrade. And I think the same thing could be said with the Mantis is that um, with that, you're going to want that adjustable bridge and um i don't one of the other things i don't like is the not one size fits all um you know trying to figure out whether it's you know you're in between sizes and trophy line has a medium large and large extra large and i fall directly in the middle so with that with me falling right in the middle of those two um I like the feel of the smaller saddle. So I go for the medium large and um, the other saddles that I have uh, before I knew that as I ordered the, the larger ones and you know, if you can find like one of the one size fits all or one size fits most. And I think the fits most um, only really comes into um, not the actual way that the saddle fits Uh, like around your butt, but more about the length of the waist belt. So, uh, that's one of the things when we were working at the show with Tethered is, you know, that Phantom fit pretty much everybody. Uh, but for the really big guys or the bigger guys, um, the belt was, was too, was too long. And I don't have any, um, experience with their menace. Um, that's their kind of like big boy saddle. Um, and it has a, you know, it's got a longer, um, waist belt um so uh but uh, but they do have them out there you know built for for that but you know if you're looking for you know completely made in the usa you know you're looking at the the cruisers the latitudes uh you know obviously um the tethered phantom is uh made in the u.s and then for you know platforms and all that i mean you could go go forever Uh, i really like the mission it's a great um, casting, you know, obviously Novix has um, all of the history with all Lone Wolf and all that stuff, uh, but it's just a huge platform. And the Predator's about the perfect size. The XL's kind of unnecessary, but when you put them side by side, the casting on the, the Predator is kind of crude compared to the, the mission. And I know my tethered guys will say, yeah, and I'm friends with those guys. It's not like I'm, you know, I'm just saying, you know, well, guys that use the Predator, you know, it's, it's a great platform, but the, I just think that the casting is, a, like, much cleaner. Uh, it's just a great product with the mission. So I'm excited to see if they come out with, like, a smaller one. Um, other platforms, I mean, Cruiser's coming out with a platform this year. Um, Timber Ninja's working on their carbon fiber one. Uh, XOP's got a platform coming out. Um, out on a limbs coming out with, you know, new products after new products after new products. Um, so we're looking at a lot of cool things coming out on the market. I mean, you know, Dan said, you know, at some point he's going to have a, a saddle platform. Um, and, you know, all of those things, it's going to take, you know, either you're going to have to know your budget or you're going to have to get your hands on them and see what you like you can take my word for it. Um, and I can point you in the right direction. Um, and, and I would, you know, reach out to, um, you know, Spencer, the saddle hunter YouTube. He's another Michigan guy. He's doing all of the reviews on every single saddle that he can get his, get his hands on. Um, but I think online there's so many fanboys and so many guys that have spent their money and so many guys that have taken to saddle hunting and they've only ever used one saddle and they they think that, you know, it's great, it's the best one, um, and theirs is the best. And and what I've found, too, is even talking with some of the guys that make these saddles, you know, the companies, they're not trying out their competitors' saddles. Or, you know, a lot of the guys that I talk to, um, I'm asking them, you know, have you seen this? Yeah, have you tried it? No. Um, and I think, I don't know. I, th- I think to to put out something or to have um, that bit of information, that hands-on thing to know, you know, not only your product but your your competitor's product inside and out. Um, I think is important um, to be able to to know where your strengths and you know obviously your weaknesses are. So um, it, it's it's really tough. Um, if I was going to buy. If I was going to recommend a setup, it would be similar to, you know, what we're giving away, um, a one size fits all, uh, classic, um, you know, so you're going to start out with something that already has an adjustable bridge fits, you know, 99% of the people. Um, it's not very expensive. It's probably one of the least expensive saddles out there. Um, and then for ropes, I mean, I've been talking to guys back and forth about putting ropes together um like at Westbur um where you can have them sew an eye for you and you can have it made up and it's not that expensive and that's that's with the Samson predator rope, so that's a big rope i mean it's it's bulky um but I think Bowman outdoors um over with uh silent approach you can get uh oplox tether for like, you know, $40 or something, um, which is a great price, including the carabiner. And for most people, when you're buying a tether and a lineman rope, when you buy a lineman rope, it comes with two carabiners and the carabiners are expensive. I mean, go online, go on Amazon, price them out there, you know, $10, $12, you know, upwards a piece, you know, for light climbing rated carabiners. So, that goes into that price so i mean when we gave away our our phantom uh with the ropes uh the, those ropes that i bought i bought two lineman's ropes because we just girth hitch them on one side and tuck that into a pouch um, you can save yourself some money that way so you can go get you know all your ropes from from sean you know probably for 70 bucks for you know dollars for um oplux and that's what i would do Um, just because it balls up so nice trophy lines coming out with new, um, eight millimeter ropes, uh, tethered's coming out with, uh, theirs are already out with eight millimeter ropes. Um, you know, wild edge latitudes, you know, all these guys are using, um, Oplux because it's, it's smaller, it packs up. And I think that that's one of the main things with saddle hunting is the bulk, Um is just trying to cut down on that, trying to make everything as streamlined as possible. So uh, I would buy that saddle. I would buy those ropes. Um, And obviously I'm a top stick platform guy. Um, I'm using the one from artisan outdoor fabrication. Um, I'm excited to see what, what uh, the trophy line wingman, uh, when that comes out to try that, I'll definitely be trying that this year. I may be retrofitting it or, or crossfitting it to my B sticks or something else. Um, but I'm going to try their sticks as well. Um, I've not tried a mini, like a true mini 17 inch stick. Um, but I don't seem to have a a problem with that. But as far as a, a saddle and ropes, um, just for straight away, like budget, that's what I would go with. Um, if you wanted a bigger saddle, if you were a bigger guy, if you were, um, looking more for comfort, um, then necessarily like a minimalist saddle Uh, i'm very impressed with that cruiser cruiser xc um as far as comfort um fitment everything obviously you know the one they sent me has the adjustable bridge and the upgraded buckle um so it's kind of got everything that i'd be looking for in a saddle anyways um but i i mean like i said it's single digits here so i haven't worn it um and walked a long way um, so that's one of the things with you know i wear my saddle in so I, i'm going to need to do a little bit more testing on that one to kind of have a good opinion but as far as uh sitting in it um in the comfort that one is is right up there as far as the top as far as comfort i see why people like that one um back to the sticks um a lot of people worry about hunting height and they're worried about how many sticks and what sticks and aders. And I mean, I've been fielding a lot of questions about aiders um, and the wire aiders and all that sort of thing. Um, honestly, I was when the, when the wire aiders first came out, I was kind of nervous about them just in a sense of, um, you know, you're trusting all of that to just a crimp, Um, but after talking with Jason Red, um, Timber Ninja, and it's, I mean, Jason's an awesome guy, but, um, you know, he works in selling industrial safety equipment. Um, and so he, you know, rock climber, he, you know, he's building sticks that are TMA tested, having everything tested. And he uses a similar aider with the similar, um, attachment system. You know, his are up inside of the the tubing, but, um, he was telling me, you know, the ratings on those and, you know, what the poundages are for the amount of crimping and stuff like that. So, um, it kind of set my mind at ease on that. Um, I've not used that style of Aider, um, mainly because I don't use a whole lot of Aiders. I bought a five-step Aider, um, much like many guys when you're seeing all this stuff, it's everything is so cool and you want to try it and, um you know, and it just wasn't for me at all. So, um, I made myself an eight out of eight millimeter climbing rope and it's a movable aider. and what I do is I throw it over the top of the entire stick. Um, and it just kind of sets on the standoff, I step on it, get onto the stick, pull it up, throw it over me like a sash. And then I keep going up and most of the time when I'm using it, I'll only use it on the bottom two sticks. Um, and then, I'll just go up. I carry four sticks with me, Um, but I don't use it every time because lots of times I'm only using three sticks. You know, I've hunted, you know, a couple times with two 24-inch sticks uh, just because of cover and and where you need to be. I mean, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about at the beginning is that kind of like run what you brung. Like if you've got a set of helium sticks, if you've got a set of – I mean, I started – I mean, I've used a ton of sticks, but I think the first sticks that I actually got was a set of leverage sticks and I used those and I built an aider and I bought an aider and I used, and I never used it. I never needed it. And it, I was seeing deer at, you know, 12 feet, 15 feet. And I'd say that's the average height that I, that I hunt. I mean. You don't know what you don't know when you start off, of course. And that's why people listen to podcasts and stuff like that. But I mean, for me, the, that aider is just for that one or two different situation. Now, if I wanted to only carry two sticks, um, then I might want a multi-step aider and I could probably get to the heights that I'm getting to right now with like a two or three step aider, um. And, you know, but that's just, I don't seem to have a problem with running the four sticks and I've got the B sticks and they're, you know, good enough for me. So that as far as height goes, but everybody wants to fumble around with eighters and stuff like that when they're still just trying to figure out what sticks they need to buy. So I would just get comfortable, get a system down and then figure out what it is that you need. Um, cause it doesn't do you any good if you're not in the game. So if you're not, if you're not seeing deer, um, then it obviously wasn't, you know, hunting height that got you busted. It was something either you're in the wrong spot or, I mean, if you start getting busted by deer and you're, you know, they're picking you off or something like that, then maybe you need to get a little bit higher. Um, but I would say that for all of that type of thing is whatever you can get your hands on, whatever you can carry, whatever, you know, whatever you have the ability to use, I would use those and, and then figure out what you like or what you need, um, from that. Um, and then I guess just to, uh, kind of round this out, I mean, I had a bunch of different questions, but I kind of went longer than I wanted to on saddles and sticks and stuff like that. But, I'm sitting down here with a glass scotch, sitting in front of the fire, talking to myself. So um, it's kind of hard, I guess, easy to uh, lose track of time. But um, for our 2021 season, um, I don't have any uh, out-of-state plans, really. Um, I'm going to be... going to Colorado on an elk hunt, not my, um, normal cup of tea. Uh, we're doing, a out of state, uh, first rifle season, uh, spike camp. Uh, but I'm doing that with my dad. Um, I'm excited to go and hunt, um, uh, go on a hunt, go out, you know, obviously going back out West is going to be cool, but, uh, hunting with my dad, I haven't hunted with him in, You know, for a real, you know, multi day hunt in a few years now and um, going out west and having that sort of experience is going to be fun. It's going to be really different. Um, I'm planning on bringing my bow unless they tell me that I can't. Um, But, you know, I'm used to bringing all my stuff with me all the time. And, you know, um, one of our Patreons is uh, in the same going on the same hunt and you know, he's geeking out about, uh, these guys are going all buck wild on their rifles and ammo and, you know, an ammo shortage right now. And I'm, I'm just over here like, I'm just going to bring my bow. There's going to be plenty of rifles in camp if I need to shoot something, but I'm just going out there. It's going to be fun. I'd be doing my best to film my dad killing elk. So, um, Uh, I'm excited about that, but that's dipping into, um, a lot of the the time off that I have, uh, for whitetail hunting. So, um, probably just going to be around Michigan, uh, possibly doing some early season, um, whitetail hunting, uh, out of state. Um, I keep romanticizing like Ohio, Um, you know, it's closer than my UP property. Um, we can get down there and, you know, six hours, I think to where I want to be and, um, you know, huge deer down there. So, um, I'd like to try that, um, depending on what our turkey, So we just put in for all of our turkey seasons, um, trying to get first season here in Michigan. Um, if we do, then we'll hunt that first week. I'm up uh, because I've not killed one with a bow yet. Uh, so that's, that's going to be uh, goal number one. And then um, that following week, maybe heading down to Tennessee to uh, hunt turkeys and hang out with the uh, tethered guys that are teaching and train down there and uh, do some turkey hunting. But if you've been following along with the hunting public, you know, when you buy your license down there, you can buy a deer license and get, uh, you know, bunch of turkey licenses, bunch of deer licenses, not very expensive. So, um, my early season hunting may, you know, depending on what tag I buy for that, if I go to Tennessee, uh, maybe down there, uh, for some early season hunting as well. So, uh, but my focus this year, and I said it last year and, um, I didn't do a very good job at it. I Well, I found the deer. I just couldn't get on them. Just couldn't get one killed. I ended up killing that other one. And, um, just kind of using my time, uh, inefficiently, I guess, because I had already killed a deer. So I, it wasn't, I had the monkey off my back, uh, but I want to kill one early. Um, I want to find one. I want to do the scouting. I want to put myself in a position, um, you know, to kill one within the first week. Uh, it's just something for me. And, and I guess kind of back to that, you know, becoming a better hunter, learn in the woods and it's not the gear is I, I would really, really, really like to kill one from the ground. And there's, there's this part of me that just wants to say, screw the saddle, screw the sticks, just hunt from the ground. I think, I think that would make me a better hunter. Uh, but then there's a part of me that says, well, that you're just watching too much hunting public, um, and that they're, uh, you know, they're doing it, they make it look easy. Uh, but I, I think it would be one of those uh, things that would actually help me to become a better hunter. Um, you know, it would change the way that you'd have to look at things. And, and, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a reason why people, uh, hunt from, from tree stands. So, um, I still want to kill one from the ground. Uh, but you know, we'll see. Um, from from the rest of the group, you know, Frank and Ernie you are going to get what you get. Um, they're going to bounce around and um, really hoping that Frank will kill something that will connect this year. I mean, he had a great season last year. He just couldn't connect. They were in the right spots. It just, just didn't work out. Um, and then John, you know, uh, John is going to be, like I said, I don't think he's got a – uh, an elk hunt plan for for next year. Actually, Frank and Ernie are talking about going back to Colorado, um, elk hunting next year as well too. So um, that may be on the on the horizon for them. But I'm going to be out there middle of October. So um, that's what we've got coming up for 2021. Um, uh, this is where I'm going to kind of close it out. You know, thanks for 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 listening. If you made it this long. Go online, sign up for that bow. I mean, we're it's it's an awesome package, um, that we're giving away. Um, like, say, just com and uh, just fill out the the email sheet. I mean, it's going to be probably a I don't know, a thousand dollar, twelve hundred dollar package that we're giving away. So, um, it, it it's going to be great for someone to win and we're, we're excited to do it we'll be up at the total archery challenge we're looking to get um do another barbecue up there we've got the same condo that we rented um years prior we're just upstairs now um but we'll be out there grilling and hanging out and uh, we'll bring you know any of the saddle stuff or or whatever to check out and then um we're actively working on putting together a shoot here in muskegon at our bowman's club the muskegon bowman's club um to do a a 3d shoot and hang out and uh, kind of do the same thing and get some of the uh, you know latitudes said that they'd be in um, if we were going to do something like that uh, trying to get some speakers or some kind of personalities friends of the show to come and hang out and um, kind of do do that sort of thing just have a, a good old time so uh, keep following along thanks everybody for uh, all the support and everything that you do uh, sorry you had to endure this uh, monologue of mine uh, but uh, thanks for listening that's all i got